Welcome to the Course Wizards Podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. Hello, Course Wizards. This is Amit. I am joined here today with Chris Maselli, and today we are talking about how to find virtual assistants. Hey, Chris, what's happening? Oh, this is going to be a good one. I'm excited for this because I get this question a lot because everyone wants to do a lot of these things online, but they find that they just don't have the time or they don't have the technical know-how and they want to know how can I get help on the cheap, right? (laughs) Yeah, why do I need virtual assistants, Chris? I can do everything. Really? (laughs) Said every course creator ever. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Now, and you use, don't you use virtual assistants a lot? I do. Not a lot, but I do. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So if you want, I can kick it off with what I am doing right now, and then we can tell our listeners where to go and find these people. Let's jump right into it. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually I'd love to hear the process that you go through and how you find a virtual assistant and then how you you know contact them and make sure they do exactly what you want. Absolutely. So... Uh, you and I are both part of the Facebook group, which is on New Zendler. New Zendler is the platform we are both using for creating and selling our courses. That's right. And we talk about that ad nauseum on this podcast because we love it so much and we are affiliates for that product. So uh, in that Facebook group, I uh, was, it was actually a post by someone named Mike. Uh, I forget his last name. That He told everyone, hey, I just use a virtual assistant. You guys want to try him out? He's great. So I said, okay, let me try this out because I haven't done this before. And I reached out to that same person that Mike had used. And my process was in the beginning to gauge him on smaller tasks and see what kind of level of skill he has. And he's based in India. And you'll find a lot of the lesser expensive one. I won't call it cheaper because cheaper doesn't necessarily mean cheap quality. That's true. So a lot of the lesser expensive ones would be from third world countries, whether it's Pakistan, India, um, Philippines. Those are the hubs. And the reason being uh, English is almost neutral. So there's minimal accent. Although some might tend to disagree, which I get. And then also because there's so much population there that the per capita income is really low. So these people are hungry to make money any way they can. And they're really thankful for it. So I reached out to this gentleman and, uh, you know, I told him uh, first I wanted like thumbnails created for all my courses in New Zealand. I gave him the dimensions, gave him my, shared my login information with him using uh software called MyKey, M-Y-K-I, but you can do the same thing with LastPass, but in LastPass, you have to be on the paid membership to share your passwords. On this one, it was free. So the first few gigs I ordered through him, I did it from Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. I know you're going to talk about it in a few minutes, uh, so I won't steal your thunder. But uh, the only reason I did that is I wanted an accountable, almost like an escrow person, right? Someone who's holding the money till that gig is delivered. If I did, if I went directly with him, I don't know this person. I don't trust him yet to pay him directly through Venmo or PayPal or Bitcoin or whatever right. I'm paying him with. Uh, so I used Fiverr because. Fiverr has that built-in feature where I can go back and forth, I can reject the delivery, I can give a review. After he had proven himself the first five times, then I started sending him money directly to PayPal because I didn't want to pay Fiverr the $2 transaction fee that they charge me on top of the gig 
order or order value. So if the order is ten dollars, they're charging me twelve dollars, similar to ordering a pizza from Domino's. Right. Uh, <laughs> so. I, that's why I started with Fiverr. And then as far as training this person, I was just using screen share using Loom and uh, recording my process, sending it to him and having him duplicate that process. Oh, I see. So you just did an online, you almost did like an online training of what you wanted him to do. Just show him step by step how you did it so that he could do the same thing. Absolutely. Very interesting. And then, so so when you say it was low cost, let's give our listeners an idea of what they can expect to spend. I mean, I guess it depends on the job, but what, what overall might they expect to spend on something like this? Absolutely. So I'll give you an example. I invested in an AppSumo deal, which you and I both love, called Stencil. Stencil lets you create blog graphics, kind of like Canva and graphics for all different dimensions. And I asked him to create 300 graphics where I provided him with the text and i told him now go into stencil pick any graphic like the background and whatnot and just paste this text in there 300 times and i paid him 30 bucks for it wow 30 dollars for 300 images yep that is stellar isn't it yes and right now i'm working on a project with him where he is uh i send him a transcription of my videos that i record for youtube and i convert them into blog posts and i have a deal with him that i'll pay him two dollars for every 500 words very good so yeah that's it so if you have a 2000 word blog post, you're spending eight bucks to get it converted to text, yeah, which which it, it may seem like a, you know, steal here in the United States, but really where they live, it's a blessing them too, because that $2 actually goes a long way where they live. Absolutely. In India, one US dollar is 70 US rupees. And uh, the average income there for someone is like 200, $250 a month. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I have used Fiverr also, and I, I had um, uh, I found someone on Fiverr last year when I was wanting to create social media posts because my thought was my job is not to create social media posts, right? I need to find someone else who could do this for me. And so what I did is I hired five different gigs at $5 a piece to create about 25 posts for me and just see what they turned out. And some of them did a good job and delivered fast. Some of them didn't do a very good job, but it was a way for me to test them out. And then I found one I really liked. She did a great job. She was a college student here in the United States. And uh, once I liked what she did, I contacted her again through Fiverr and said, okay, I'd like to give all my social media posts to you. And I have literally hundreds of these. And she was willing to do them for 20 cents a piece. And so I ended up getting hundreds of blog posts created. Uh, you know, I'm talking about images and that sort of thing for 20 cents a piece. Mm-hmm. It didn't, uh, by the time I spent a hundred dollars, it was, you know, I had so many created, I had enough for a couple of years. And so it was really, it was a great wow. deal for me, great deal for her because she was looking for a little extra income and she could do it fast because she had the software and the know-how. And so really it was something that benefited both of us. You, you just can't beat that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned Fiverr. What I like about Fiverr is that you can hire anything. I've, I've created intros for YouTube videos. I've had people create them because it's not my job to learn how to use, you know, some fancy video software. I let someone else do it. Or I've had people create social posts, as I mentioned. I've had transcription done. There's all kinds of things you can do through Fiverr. 
F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Yeah, we should we should become a affiliate yeah, for really. them too, Chris. Just saying. <laughs> we talk about them so much. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing I do want to add, which was a trick I learned from Mike, who we discussed, sent me this virtual assistant, is his vetting process is pretty cool. And I'm sure other people are doing this too, but I had never heard about it, where he looks for people with the least amount of reviews. I was like, wait a second. That's counterintuitive. Yeah. Wouldn't you go with someone who has the most reviews, like 2,000 reviews? He's like, no, because that person is swamped and is not as hungry as the new person who just started on Fiverr and is hungry to prove that they are the right fit for you. I was like, uh-huh. I'd never thought of it this way. And now I use the same thing. If I am looking on Fiverr, which I haven't had to since I met this guy because he's just awesome and he does everything I ask him to do, but um, and he's willing to learn. But if I am ever looking again, I'm going to look for people with zero to no, either zero reviews or at, maybe not zero. Okay, that's a little too much. But three, four reviews who are great, who have had great reviews, that way you know that these guys are new they're willing to learn and they've already proven that they're good with the reviews. So that's one thing I wanted to add about. Yeah, they, there's there's no harm in hiring multiple people and just testing them out like I did with that job I was just talking about. You, the most you're out is, you know, $5. So who cares? It's a great way to bet them. Yeah, I like that idea too. I like it a lot. So that's a great so, one. Right, what else you got for yeah, us, Well, Chris? I do like using social media. Um, so uh, I have found a few people through Twitter because if you're following a certain hashtag, like for me, I might fo follow the hashtag writing community because I work with authors a lot. And you can sometimes find people who are looking for jobs. All you have to do is put a little post out there. Hey, is there someone who's doing any proofing right now? I'm looking for someone to help. And you might find someone who's willing to uh, help you with that. It's just kind of a good way to use social media. You can also do the same thing on LinkedIn. And uh, don't you use some social media too? Yeah, absolutely. I use this. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Facebook. Oh, I think, yeah, I've heard of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I, again, Facebook groups, uh, I'm part of, I'm sure you are too, and our listeners are too, part of so many, right? Uh, so depending on which Facebook group I am in, if I'm in a WordPress group, uh, we're talking WordPress related stuff, I'll ask in there, hey, does anyone know who can uh, help me maybe a uh, install this code on my theme because I don't want to mess with the theme or I don't want to mess it up completely and shut down my site. So uh, be, if you're part of a group and you're actively participating and helping, participating means not just commenting on people's posts or just typing following, like that doesn't con constitute participating or just going into someone's post and commenting F because you want to follow the, that post. It's actually contributing in meaningful ways, then I've noticed that that community gives back to you when you ask for help. That's right. You know, I think I think that's a, a key is to be willing to ask for help. So many of us who are like entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, we tend to think that we can do all this ourselves, right? Oh, I, I need to have a website, so I need to build it myself, or I need to, you know, create social images, mm -hmm. so I need to do it myself. I, I need to create a video for uh, uh, YouTube. So I need to do all the encoding and all the editing myself, but you really don't. You can find people who will help you do those jobs and that will 10 times the amount of things that you can get done. Absolutely. And time is the only resource that does not come back. As our good friend Russell Brunson says in his uh, perfect webinar script, I had bought into that, but there's a really cool line he said in there, uh, when you're doing a, your own webinar, remind people why they want to buy your product because they're going to shortcut the time and time is the only resource, right? Money comes and goes. Time does not come back. Once it's gone, it's gone. That's exactly right. 
exactly right. What else do you use? So the only other one I have in my book here, I have my notes written down, is onlinejobs.ph. PH for Philippines, P for Papa, H for home. Uh, so this is a place where you can go and you can look at virtual assistants. It's kind of like Fiverr, but mostly it's all Filipino workers and it'll even tell you what uh, kind of salary they're expecting because to them, for example, I'm looking at this one right here. She has she's expecting twenty five thousand a month, twenty five thousand Filipino or whatever their currency is a month, which comes out to be about five hundred US dollars. But for five hundred US dollars, you're going to hire someone that has a bachelor's degree, and she says she has two years BPO experience. BPO means call centers, business process outsourcing, uh, for two accounts. She has six months of eBay dropshipping experience. She's an ESL teacher. ESL means English as a second language. So I'm going to hire her if I can spare that four hundred bucks. But she's going to work for me forty hours. I'm going to go yeah, for it, that's, man. That's really good. You know, there are a lot of uh, people who have small businesses and they are ready to hire someone, but they can't quite afford to hire someone local yet. And this is a great way to find someone. They, they might be online. They may not live where you live. But, you know, with computers and with video conferencing, there's really no reason that you can't work with someone who's off-site for sure today. Absolutely. So one, one thing I would uh, suggest to our listeners is, be very careful when you are, uh, if you are hiring someone full time to be a virtual assistant is, especially if they're in a different country, you don't want to call them an employee or you are now liable as a corporation to give them employee benefits. Uh, there are certain terms which you can Google or we'll uh, link them in the show notes is you want to make sure that they are a contractor, not an employee. So just the way you term things when you're talking to them or if someone like a person comes and asks you, is this a full-time employee? Do you give them this? Do you give them that? And if those you answer yes or checkbox yes, then you're going to be in trouble because you actually have a full-time employee. So just keep that in mind when you're hiring someone full-time is how you word things. You still want them to be a contractor even though you are paying them a salary that's going to give them a full-time salary in their exactly. country. You know, the last way that I like to find people is just through good old-fashioned networking. And just a couple months ago, we were at RiderCon, which is the uh, Writers Conference in Oklahoma City. It's one of the best ones in the Midwest, in my opinion. It's at RiderCon.org. You can find out about that. But what uh, we did there is we met a lot of people who were writers, and we needed help in creating outlines for some of the blog articles that we have been contracted to do. So as we met with writers who were wanting to get their feet wet, they were beginners, we were able to find a couple people who were who said, hey, I'm willing to go ahead and uh, create your outlines for you, maybe try my hand at a couple blogs and um, do some contract work for you. And it was good for them because they got experience in the field with us who already had some established uh, clients. And it was great for us because it takes some of that time off our hands of doing the research we needed to do. So never um, underestimate going to a conference and meeting some people there, going to a local co-working space and meeting people there, getting in touch with your local college and maybe, maybe finding some kids who are wanting to make a little extra income, or even some of your friends. You may have friends who have a a college student in their house or someone who's just wanting to make a little extra money on the side. If they have some knowledge in your field, and it's something that they can do. Make sure they can do it first. But that's that can actually be a good relationship right. uh, to build and a way to find a virtual assistant locally. Networking. Good old networking. I love it. 
So with that, we come to our section of the show, which is what are you digging this week? Chris, I am going to pass this hot potato to you first. I'm going to give kind of a funny one here. Uh, I have found what I think is the perfect pen to write with. I absolutely love these pens. I often find it difficult for fine pens that don't smudge, that just write perfectly. They have a fine enough point because I usually write very small. I have found the Uniball Jetstream RT bar ballpoint pens, which I'll put in the show notes, are absolutely perfect. They come with a fine point. That's a 0.7 millimeter point. And they will send you a red, blue, and black pen for $10 from Amazon. It's a great deal. And I love these pens. I have uh, I started using them actually a couple of years ago. And ever since then, it's like I can't use any other pen. I love these pens so much. They're, they don't cost much, and they work extremely well. And so you grab yourself some Uniball Jetstreams. Right. I love them. Uniball Jetstream. All right. I'll have to check that out. I'm not much of a writer, but I'm talking to a writer. <laughs> so you better be writing. Uh, why am I digging this week? I just bought and have been playing with this gimbal for my iPhone. And for those of you who have heard the term before or don't know exactly what a gimbal is, a gimbal is something on which you put on your iPhone or your camera, any camera, and it essentially allows you to not have a shaky uh, production of your camera. So when you're moving around, you have this gimbal in your hand. It is rotating on axis, and as you're moving, it's counterbalancing. There's a motor in there that doing all the count- that's doing all the counterbalancing for you. So the video comes out very crisp and clear. And I'm working on recording a Facebook ad for which I needed something that wouldn't be too shaky because I'm going to have to hand this to my dad and have him record me while I'm making this Facebook ads video. So it's the Hohem tripod uh gimbal i think it's called and we'll put the link in the show notes you remember it was like 79 bucks it's expensive but it's the kind of thing that you will probably use all the time yes absolutely well thank you for listening to us today we hope to see you soon again at course wizards all right take care everyone thank you for listening to the course wizards podcast with ahmed aurora and christopher maselli Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources as well as notes from this podcast at coursewizards.com.